This is No Soul, episode number 25. Here again, we're going to be talking the first ever Survivor Series, 1987, the inaugural, and I'm joined by the Young Stallions, Paul Roma and Jim Powers. Here they go. Here they are. How are you guys feeling? Feeling good. Yeah. Feel great, John. Got to strive to survive. Let Duke finish the sentence. (laughs) I just wait for you to fucking pop me. (laughs) You guys striving to survive or what? Of course. Always. Always. And let's not forget our manager, the illustrious first lady of wrestling, (laughs) Miss Elizabeth. Oh, wow. I'll take that. You that's an honor. That's an honor. Honestly. It is. It is an, it's honor. an honor. I think highly of you, bud. Appreciate that. Well, she got some shine on this show early on. We're gonna have to talk about uh, Liz's appearance, but yeah, guys, here we are. We're gonna talk old school 1987 WWF. Wow, is this in my wheelhouse? You guys are doing <laughs> me a solid and do yeah, obviously who, who your picked wheelhouse. This topic. Uh, this is actually more <laughs> my wheelhouse. You're yeah. more of a '90s, I think, aren't you? I've morphed into loving anything at, from 85 up in uh, right. WWF. Congratulations on your evolution. Yes. But this is uh, in both of our wheelhouse. Frank, I cannot wait to talk to you about this show. It's going to be fun to get your feelings. Honestly, I'm genuinely curious to see uh, and hear what you thought of this show. But before we do that, I want to get into last week. Um, we we only had a wrap last week, but then we did the ECW highs and lows, and that that was actually really well received. I guess that's not a surprise that people love their ECW wrestling, but um, some people said it was our best show or our most you know interesting topic. And I know Ed had felt a lot of nostalgia for that mm-hmm. topic. He was someone that was actually there in the crowd for three really big moments and i was mm-hmm. i was pretty stoked to see that uh brian lee versus dreamer the scaffold match he was yeah, there crazy. for that crazy right oh yeah taz versus bam bam with bam bam uh oh, through cool. the ring yeah yeah cool <laughs> amazing and the battle of the bam bams he was there for that uh also he's Very a big tri- bam bam gordy i always remember that, that in like the promo when the yeah, video oh, yes. the videos yep 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 and uh big triple threat guy Overall, he was saying so. Yeah, he he's a big Shane Douglas fan. That's funny. Hey, I mean Shane Douglas. I, that was the coolest Shane Douglas though. Triple. Threat. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, no doubt for sure. I mean, yeah. I still say that promo that he cut in ECW was one of the best promos in ECW. Oh yeah. I mean, probably one of my. That's crazy to say, but it might be one of my favorite promos like ever. Yeah, crazy. I thought it was really good. Oh, well, damn. We'll have to definitely talk about that. Um, yeah, even Lorenzi, so Philly native, uh, his ECW love strong. Um, he he started coming in like around the not the one night stand 05. So he had to retroactively watch okay. a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Okay. But I was assuring him in the comments that like that's actually a pretty on brand ECW show, even though it was WWF yeah. produced, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And since then, he's yeah, he's all about the old school ECW, Taz, Sabu, very, uh, very high on ECW, John Patrick as well. He mentioned um, just some of the stuff we talked about with the women violence and whatnot, how it is jarring when even when you see it now it was jarring then. 
it happened to WWF. He was talking about Lita catching it in, in WWE, yeah. just like in, in mm-hmm. ECW, but she's tough as shit. And um, yeah, he also mentioned, John Patrick mentioned the Channel 48 stuff. Like, man, if you lived in Philly, that time slot, it was wild, but mm-hmm. it was like kind of must see in the middle of your weekend, you know? For sure. It was cool. But yeah, we we appreciate it. There was a lot more in there. Um, if you guys want to ever leave comments, please do so. Subscribe on our YouTube Check us out on Instagram at no sold underscore podcast. Subscribe, yeah. all that stuff. Like these videos. But yeah, this week we're going to go old school 1987. It is Survivor Series season. Thanksgiving tradition. We got Thanksgiving this week. Can't wait for, uh, I guess I, I I used to enjoy like the, the Thanksgiving tradition of Survivor Series. This year, 2022, it doesn't even feel like it. Maybe because they're calling it war games, but. It doesn't even feel like a Survivor Series to me. Um, so all we got to look forward to is, is maybe watching some more old school ones and rating mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, I was thinking when we we started talking about doing a Survivor Series, you know, show and which one do you want to watch and stuff like that. And I was like, there are generations of fans that don't even really know that Survivor Series used to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Mm-hmm. This was a an original idea, you know, something that you don't really come by in pro wrestling in 2022 for like mm-hmm. a bunch of teams of five strive to survive. It was the Thanksgiving tradition, the Thanksgiving Eve tradition. And I started thinking about like, like, Frank, what was the first Survivor Series that you saw? Man, it probably it, would, it probably would have been in like 90 98 99 like in that so like range. deadly games like yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah so Tournament. like that mm-hmm. it was over by the time you even started watching mm-hmm. survivor i Series. did always think as a kid though like of the big like the big four yeah. for wwe you know like and i did have that perception of mm-hmm. it but you guys like you will talk about like it was never on even really on my radar the same way the rumble and SummerSlam and mania were you know yep. it was it so was always would, like you fourth. would rent rent vhs's though right or were you still yeah, sometimes really really how i watched a lot of stuff back then was sometimes i rented vhs at blockbuster but uh a lady my mom worked with would record them on vhs for me oh, nice. and like so like i would get the stuff the next Monday or whatever. I'd be so excited. Like, did she bring in, you know, whatever? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the awesome. pay-per-view, you know, and so some lady my mom worked with. I don't so would you have like the uh like the graphics on the cover of the the like the the VHS or the rental or anything? On the if if you if I rented it, I would look at the box at the rental right, store, right, right. you know what mm-hmm. I mean, to see what's happening. But uh yeah, but not when this lady got it, it was just like I was popping in the tape and seeing what happened, you know. So nice. That's when she did that for me religiously for a while. That's no, awesome. Yeah, it's cool because Duke, you brought it up like you remember, I remember specifically the week of Thanksgiving. This was a tradition. So Frank, like we, we would, it was not only big four, but like this was, um, this was a big deal. Like it, it really, really was a big, big deal. And it felt big. I know you don't love these team matches. We'll get into it, mm-hmm. but, um, it was a chance for you to see guys you never thought would be teammates. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. they didn't have Raw and SmackDown to fill up all these time slots with. Like mm-hmm. you'd never see some of these guys team up. So, um, man, it, it, the feeling and the music, like in the beginning of these shows, was music to my ears, um, even now. <laughs> and we'll get into it because this was, they were billing it as the biggest event since WrestleMania three. And this was the first 
this was the second, I should say, pay-per-view event. This was the second of the big four, we'll call it, mm -hmm. right? So it went WrestleMania three, and then we had Survivor Series. Eventually, we got the Rumble and SummerSlam. But yeah, I feel like this whole thing, do correct me if I'm wrong, was a way for them to continue the Hogan-Andre um, interaction. This This was built around getting them to back in the ring. And even though it's not a one-on-one -on -one match, like we're building this around team Andre versus team Hogan. Yep. And I know you were a Hulkamaniac. Um, did you watch this live? I don't know. I don't know if I watched it live, but I definitely watched it like, you know, that year, you know, maybe it was oh, like wow. on the videotape when it came out or whatever, but I, I don't, I don't know that I watched it live. Probably not just because money. Mm -hmm. Sure. I would sure. think, you know. Um, but I definitely watched it like in the same year. Wow. You know, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I did the whole retroactive thing. Once you get hooked, you know, for me it was 91. You gotta find everything. Yeah. And I remember seeing this and it was um it was sort of like blowing my mind that this type of stuff took place before I was a fan, you know, some of these guys actually like squaring off or even weirder being teammates. And we'll get into like macho man being teammates with his sworn enemy, Jake Roberts, like before I was a fan, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah. So real quick on the backstory, you guys know, like how Vince McMahon threatened cable companies who were going to air uh, NWA Starcade because it was going head to head with survivor series. And mm. this was Thanksgiving night. This was literally Thanksgiving night. And uh, instead, so so Vince threatened them and a lot of cable providers like kind of pulled Starcade. And that's just another Vince. That's, a, that's another Vince move. Yeah, power move. Me. Yeah. Wow. You know, doesn't surprise me. And uh, another little backstory. Duke, don't know if you know this, but superstar Billy Graham was supposed to be on Team Hogan. He was in a feud with uh, Butch Reed and it, uh, it they had a match, but apparently like there was an injury and something happened and superstar Billy Graham had to, to get pulled, but he was going to oh, be damn. on team Hogan. That would have been kind of epic. Yeah. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, that's a little, I didn't story. know that. That's cool. Yeah. I read that this week, but. And real quick, just about like the, you know, the grandiose of this event, like this was like Royal rumble for me, man. Like I would look forward to survivor series. You know how, like we get so hyped for the rumble, like, Mm -hmm. oh man who's gonna win the rumble like i'd be like oh man who's gonna be on you know the teams at survivor series this year you know like i was i was all about survivor series back in the day so Me i was too. uh i was really looking forward to talk talking about this same and it's one of those things where i feel like um nowadays they have the red and the blue team and it's unbelievably generic it's <laughs> yeah. like so lazy it's it's you know, I know they try to intertwine feuds into these team matches, but it's really essentially even on their poster this year, still red and blue. It's like <laughs> it's just back then, man, like the colors, the characters, like the feuds there were, you know, actually there wasn't stories within these matches for the most part, but there was um, feuds that brought these guys to be on each other's team. So we'll we'll get into it. Um, Richfield Coliseum. Richfield Township, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. <laughs> this was uh, November 26, 1987, to be specific. 21,300 people in this arena, a sellout, drawing the house. Gorilla and Jesse on the mic. Uh, mm -hmm. Goats. 
goats. So good. Fank doing the intros. Gotta mm-hmm. love it. You got Mean Gene backstage. You got everything. The recipe is got there. That for... drunk ref in the first match. Can't wait to talk about that guy. Frank, you saw him. You noticed yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, man. They they do a little thing in the beginning. They go over the rules nice and you know, nice and clear for you. So you know how mm-hmm. this is all gonna go down. Like nothing, you know, nothing too crazy and confusing. They they go down the uh the rule book and yeah, these these everything was gonna come to a head here for for some of these teams but i gotta just say the graphics the og logo it'll never get old to me i'm gonna steve lombardi rules sign in the front row nice nice the flash bulbs (laughs) the cameras all this stuff was so cool but um opening match we had a guy we talked about at length at one point in our overrated underrated honky tonk man he's uh He's one of the heels here. He's the team leader, team captain. We should call it. We got Honky Tonk Man, Hercules, Outlaw Ron Bass, Harley Race, and Danny Davis. <laughs> who doesn't belong and why? Frank, Dangerous are you Danny Davis. are you like who who is this dude when you're watching this match? Like yeah, a little bit, little yeah. bit, you know. But you know what's funny? Even more interesting for me, other than um, not knowing Danny Davis, really was popping for Ron Bass because. <laughs> Because I met that dude and he was a very nice dude, you know. And I was like, and I did, but I met, I met him, and like I never really saw his any of his matches. Really, still haven't. And then I saw him come out. And I was like, oh, Ron Bass. I was like, I was like, a good start, you know, for me. But yeah, super random squad here. Formerly yes. cowboy Ron Bass, mm-hmm. right? He was a good guy. Well, they were doing a little bit of a um sort of a backstage interview before the match, which is the way they said they framed all these matches. You cut backstage, you do the interview. I love mm-hmm. that stuff. But um, they were recapping that stiff-ass guitar shot, honky-tonk, late on Macho Man, mm-hmm. kind of led to this this thing. And Duggan and Harley Race had a feud they were involved in. But, you know, I actually found out, Um, I, I guess I forgot, but this was Macho Man's sort of first baby face like appearance mm-hmm. there's only a month or two fresh as a baby mm-hmm. face here so you're seeing like kind of a the beginning of his um the love affair with the fans but a lot of heat for these heels as they made their way to the ring i i noticed a lot of booze this crowd was very participative uh they were like involved they they booed the heels they cheered the baby faces they did they did what they were supposed to do but um already what they were labeling honky tonk man as the greatest intercontinental champion of all time which is like it's just interesting like it's it's i don't know if it holds up some would say it does but we're gonna get into the fact that so much so soon for some like for this guy because he's mm-hmm. this is less than a year he's been with the company it's like 10 months or nine months and look what he's doing you know he's he's really getting a lot of shine here duke we talked about honky tonk man overrated underrated I think we agreed like he's a bit overrated. I got a lot of pushback on that and some comments and stuff. What do you think about honky tonk man as a, um, I guess like as time has passed and whatnot, looking back here at this event specifically, he was, he, he was getting heat. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll never say he wasn't a good heel. Cause he was, he, he played that character to perfection, you know, like he was, like that snarky like jerk off heel like Mm -hmm. that's not my issue my issue comes when you call a guy that can't wrestle 
the greatest intercontinental champion of all time when mm-hmm. it's like the wrestler's title, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, I'm salty. That's all. I'm just salty mm-hmm. that, you know, a title held by Mr. Perfect and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Bret Hart mm-hmm. and Macho Man and the British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels and name another Hall of Famer. A-train. Kevin Nash, Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on. Yeah. You know, A-Train, exactly. Yeah. He held us. Um, but, yes. you know, it's just like it's offensive that, you know, you call this dude the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. But that's what Vince wanted. And that's what Vince made. Because like you said, here he's already crowning him as, you know, the intercontinental champion, the greatest of all time. But I'll never say he wasn't a good bad guy. I hated his ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you, Frank, let me just spit out the names on the opposite team. The baby faces, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Jake, the Snake Roberts, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat and Brutus, the Barber Beefcake. Exactly. Also, some would say overrated. Um, dude was getting a lot of love, though. Like uh, he was very over. It's crazy to see like Brutus in all these spots, you know what I mean? Like yeah. going going back and watching all this stuff, and because like you know he gets that reputation of just being Hogan's boy, but it's like, but even before that was like such a common, you know, known thing idea amongst fans. You know what I mean? It's like he was still doing big stuff, yeah. but he's another one of like who doesn't belong and why to me, you know? Because even Hacksaw was relevant at the time, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, and also Dude, what I noticed I it was in this. A- show yeah. was like how one-sided like when you see that team you're like yeah, yeah. they're crushing the <laughs> shit out of the other yep. team like what are you talking about you know yeah but- duke did you find it weird that jay uh that ricky steamboat and macho man had that match at wrestlemania 3 and now they're partners like was did that ever strike you as a kid or was that um i was probably not because i was like excited about it you know mm-hmm. i was like oh man macho man like, because I always loved the Macho Man, even as a yeah. bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he turned good, I was like, hell yeah. And then, you know, he's teaming with fucking Ricky Steamboat and Jake the Snake. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm all in on this. You yeah. know, um, I don't know. They ha- they had a pretty bitter feud, you know, when you look back at it, you know. Um, and you're like, I don't know, man. Even Steamboat and the Dragon. Or Jake. Jake yeah, dropped yeah, him yeah, on yeah, his yeah, head, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Exactly. DDT on the floor. So, but in wrestling, you know, guys can. It's water under the bridge, right? Yeah, they Mm, just go have a couple beers and. But um, yeah, Beefcake and Hercules started off. We're not going to go obviously move by move, but we have to mention some of the bigger stuff. And uh, I have to say, Beefcake Sleeper got a pretty big pop, man. Like they, they, like they crowd ate it up. You know, yeah, they were they were on board. Different time, yeah, different time, different time. I did mark that Harley race uh, is an older Harley race. Yeah, like yeah. He's, he's a bit, you know, he's coming towards the end here, but <laughs> he's basically our age now. He was like 44 here. Right. <laughs> we we it's were mind blowing. We, we had this on me, Zern and John the other day, just as like mm-hmm. background noise. And I was like, man, Harley looks bad here, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, we were like, how old do you think he is? And Mike, of course, <laughs> nails it because he's a savant. He's like, oh, he's probably like 44. I'm like, oh, cool. So, like, we're as old as this guy. <laughs> yes. And he look looked at rough. Him. Yeah. Yeah, he man. Rough, like, you know, but I, I, said, I didn't like, know he was 44. He yeah, lived his best drink, life at this point. Yeah, we don't drink a case of beer doing 100 yeah. miles an hour either. So, <laughs> right. Well, uh, J- uh, Jim Duggan and Harley Race were counted out pretty early. So that eliminated yeah. them. And, dude, 
a lot of these guys were gassed up, jacked <laughs> up, oh Titans. God. Like, Oof. they were all huge. But Mach was small. Like, it's so weird. Like, compared mm-hmm. to these guys, how small Yeah, Mach, Mach was, was, like, in good shape, but he wasn't... He, he wasn't all, like, toned and stuff, I felt mm-hmm. like. You know, like... But when you have him next to Hercules... Yeah. And, and well, Hercules is a freak. You know, yeah. Hercules is a freak show. I but... feel like you'd be a fan of Herc. Yeah, I don't hate on him. Okay. I show, Yeah, I, I don't hate on him. He's, he's, like, so old school that I show him love, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I'm not a hater at all. Okay. Yeah, and also Honky Tonk Man, 34 years old at this point. Only Dude, 34. Yeah. Very weird. Um, yeah. an older looking 34 where we agree. I'm older right now. I'm older yeah. than Honky. Yeah. That That's what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like yeah. you look back, it's like, what the hell, man? It's very weird. Um, well, good for us guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Brutus Beefcake eliminated Ron Bass with a big high knee. That, that was the next elimination. Mm-hmm. And the thing about survivor series matches is Duke, you know, this It's like, for some reason, your finishing move isn't required to beat the guy to eliminate him. Nah. Now you come in with a solid, just a big slam. <laughs> big slam. If you, you got... want to see the greatest eliminations, look at. Uh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, I thought you said The Rock. Do you remember The Rock and Rhino? Uh, the Rock and what? The Rock, DDT, oh, yeah, Rhino, DDT. and Pendle. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Just a DDT. I love nice. that, though. Yeah. You don't need no, your finisher. I, I don't know. Survivor Series 90, 90 would it have been? Sergeant Slaughter, just watch that match. It's when he's the Iraqi Sergeant Slaughter and watch what he wins with. It's ludicrous. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's so funny, dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I feel like all the characters are in full effect here. You got everybody. Uh, the, the Hercules was the only one really wearing black. You got the teals, the pinks, the greens, the purples. Everybody's yep. colorful. This is the, uh, the whole, 80s. The whole, the whole deal, the whole spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beefcake went down to Honky Tonks, Shake, Rattle, and Roll. So he was out. Steamboat and uh Jake and Mach at one point where the trio left. Like that's one of the coolest trios, I think, yeah. maybe Hell ever, yeah. you know. So it was cool seeing them. Mach again. that's after Mach took Herc out with the big elbow. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yeah. So it was just those three guys and the honky tonk. Right. And dude, I remember we were watching it at your uh store, and then I watched it in full when I got home. But Jake's selling for Danny Davis. I was like, mm-hmm. this dude's selling for Danny Davis, you know? Like, he, it was just weird to see. But Jake's a pro. Jake's a pro. And he was building towards that DDT. How yep. over was just the build to the DDT? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is crazy, like, watching, like, the crowd. Because, like you said, like, like, the anticipation on all these guys, like, moves. You know, like, right. they all had, like, a move. And it would, like just building up to it the crowd will go crazy and i will i do want to talk about honky because like we always talk a lot of trash on him but like the he he was generating like from the crowd and stuff like that like i was almost into him in this match and i've never really cared about that's cool but i was yeah but i was almost like all right like i see what you're doing like playing the heel like a real Mm -hmm. heel you know yeah yeah that's fun that's cool i think that's what's fun about this is you you will see different guys and a different yeah. light, you know. That's really yeah. Cool. And as as time goes by, too, you definitely find appreciation for stuff that you didn't previously. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into the finish in, in a minute here, but I have to say, um, at one point, Steamboat was doing his pose where he puts the uh, the hand up, you know, the hand signal, and mm-hmm. um, Gorilla, I think it was saying, um, 
or Jesse was saying he should quit posing and go to work. And Gorilla's like, he's not posing. He's giving his sign for his finisher or for the big move. Like, it's the same thing. I mean, it's a pose, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. just funny. Their banter is always great. Yep. And uh, yeah, at the end, Honky Tonk Man basically retreated. Of course, you can't yeah. beat him clean. Got to protect the greatest, the GOAT IC champ here. Yeah. You ran away. Your survivors, Ricky Steamboat, Jake Roberts, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Pretty epic three, man. That's possibly the coolest like survivor survivor team. Yeah, yeah. Like, possibly. I mean, it's hard. To, like, who who? Yeah, it's hard to get better. Yeah, than that. we'll have to, you know, rank we'll the survivors another day. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to go that because we I like talked that. about like ranking our all time Survivor Series teams and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. But like the survivors on a team, like that's pretty. That's, that's a pretty fun epic. one. Yeah. Maybe next year we do that. That's fun. Ahead, and Frank. I did like how, like, all three of them survived. Like, nowadays, now modern survivors, you know, it's always, like, it gets down to, like, a last two or, like, it'll be three to one, and then the guy has to eliminate two guys to make it a one-on-one fight. Every now mm-hmm. and then we get, like, two survivors or somebody or a team dominates or whatever it is. But, like, it's very, like, cliche. We know it's all seen as the last guy. He's going to eliminate a few people but to make to level it out a little bit. But here it was like, nope, it's over. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's I mean? three. It's, it's like, like a real team guys. win, right? Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I feel like if nothing else, this show is unpredictable. Which, and I know you would <laughs> yeah, agree, yeah, right? Frank? Oh, true. for yeah, sure. No, for sure. Yeah. I agree. I'd agree with that. Um, so yeah, this match turned. It was a. It was. It had a lot of angles. Um, there, you didn't have to have like guys turning on each other mid match. It was just a wrestling match that had survivors. Like it was a team battle, and the crowd loved it. I liked it a lot. I had it a four point eight out of ten. I thought yeah. it was you know solid. You know, so I, I did. I did out of ten here as well. Just oh, because cool. I was like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not going to do star ratings because I was like, I'm not anticipating anything being like high stars. But and I like this is why I said I was like, I may be just generous these last couple of events because I gave that five point five out of ten. Okay. I had I had enough fun in the match, you know, and like the nostalgia of seeing the guys. Like I said, I low key pop for Ron Bass. Also, not hate like I like I said, I'm not a Hercules hater, so like seeing him is always kind of cool to me. I'm just like, look at this Jack monster, you know what <laughs> I mean? And and like yeah. the final three dudes, like Ricky Steamboat looked so good and he was so buttery smooth in there. It was just like when you're watching that match, it looked he looks like the best guy in there. I know Mach is a legend and all, but like Ricky Steamboat, mm-hmm. you're just like for like my kind of wrestling, it's like dude, Ricky Steamboat looked like money in there. He mm-hmm. wasn't in there very long. I no, like. no. But yes, you're absolutely right. It's funny about Steamboat, like we all love Ricky Steamboat. Like nobody ever says anything bad about him. Like yeah. he's obviously like you said in the ring like he's second to none you know but mm-hmm. like is he on anybody's like all-time favorite yeah. list yeah, yeah you know crazy, right? i thought he would have been on yours i remember i said to you he he's like in there somewhere but like he's not top 10 yeah. you know for me not workers but you know we're talking mm-hmm. about our personal favorites, favorites right now yeah and it's just funny that like i wonder if there's there's i'm sure there is but like you never hear somebody like my yeah, favorite, man, that uh, ricky steamboat He's my all-time mm-hmm. favorite. It's interesting, yeah, you know? because everybody loves him. Yeah, yeah everyone loves him. Yeah, it's but crazy. not, but not at the top, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So backstage, there was an interview with the heels, Bobby the Brain, Slicker, the managers. We got I love up. those interviews, man. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And that They're backdrop. So I'm sorry, I'm just a sucker. Like it's so lame. It's like a painted backdrop, but it's just, <clears> it's yeah, just it's different because now it's like, <laughs> you know, weird light. But they all get their little two words in, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, how Jack like. 
hype was everyone in these interviews though it was almost like yep. they were like animals like they were just yeah. like well they're all in cocaine animals yes okay. true Very yes true. <laughs> but uh it was bobby and slick so the team of these heels these monster heels that they're interviewing for later's main event you got andre the giant one man gang king kong bundy rick rude and butch reed your boy rick rude frank mm-hmm. um so yeah the monster heels they're built into this this big hogan um Andre showdown again. So that was fun. We went into a ladies match next. It was a big Survivor Series showdown. And uh so so Frank, when they when they introduced Dawn Marie, were you like Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, is this uh inspo for my Dawn Marie? Because I was like, who is who is this woman? You're Dawn. I felt like that uh, in fairness, I felt that way about half of the women that came out, maybe more more than half of the women that came out for this match. I was just like, who who is Donna Christianello or whatever? Who who are these people? You know what I mean? Like who are you knew Lelaney Kai, probably. Yeah, I knew Lelaney Kai, yeah. Yeah. Um Sherry, obviously Moolah, even Rock and Robin I had mm-hmm. seen before, you know. But you knew the jumping still... bomb angels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jumping yeah. bomb angels for the coolest okay. fucking part of the match. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. We'll yeah. get into it. It's a five on five. Um, so yes, yeah, specifically it was Dawn Marie. Donna Christianello, the Glamour Girls, Sensational Sherry versus the Fabulous Moolah, Jumping Bomb Angels, Rock and Robin, and Velvet McIntyre. So it was um, with that crimped hair, with the mm-hmm. crimped hair, nice. And the bare, uh, who had the bare feet? Well, that was uh, that, that was, was her. Velvet, that was Velvet. Yeah, McIntyre. that was her. Yeah. She yeah. had the uh, the tape, the little tape deal mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So um, Sherry was the ladies' world champion at this time. They called it the ladies' world champion. So sensational Sherry was in there and I don't know, man, like I feel like the crowd got really hot for this match towards the end. Like they kept reacting to the, to the moves and the spots. So they were very like respectful of this match. It just, it dragged a little bit. It was 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, what'd you guys think of like the action with some of these girls? Well, some of them were brutal, <laughs> like t- brutally bad, but then there was a few, like, like Velvet McIntyre had like moments where I was like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like you could do so. Obviously the jumping bomb angels were levels beyond all of these girls, yep. I think like all of them. And I think that's what maybe got like the love for me in this match. And maybe a lot of the crowd too, because almost like ahead of their time, like when you're looking at what the, oh, other, for lady, sure. what the other ladies are in, in this match are doing, you know, mm-hmm. like th- those girls look like they be competitive, like today's wrestling, you know, whereas, um, when it was like the glamour girls, you know, it was like, please, like I know that any Kai has been around forever, both of them, but it was just like they just look like at a level so below the jumping bomb angels and like technique wise too. So like they got better as like the match progressed, you know. But early on, I was like, Oh man, these ladies are brutal. Uh Christian L didn't even really get to do too much, but like you could tell it wasn't going to be great, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Rock and Robin, the same stuff. Like they were just, it was Rock and Robin did something off the top rope where somehow she, it was like a flip and she landed under the, I was like, how did this move? It didn't even make <laughs> sense. The landing. I was like, how did that, it's harder to do what she did the land the way she did than anything. But yeah, Sherry's, you know, Sherry's a pro. I was actually not bummed out by velvet mcintyre at all because like not really knowing a lot of her i was like okay you know you're fun in there and then the jumping bomb angels were like i thought they were cool actually Mm -hmm. yeah duke it was the jumping bomb angels versus the glamour girls towards the end 
Uh, yeah, and, and like it, you said, like how the crowd was hot, I think that's solely due to the jumping bomb angels, mm -hmm. you know, because they were yeah. doing stuff that they hadn't seen before, you yeah. know, like mm -hmm. Frank said, I think they were pretty like innovative and revolutionary for that time. 1987, man, like yeah. Frank said, like they could wrestle, you could put them on dynamite this mm -hmm. week and I'd be like, oh, shit, these yeah, girls sure. are good. You know, you know, what's funny, though, they never named them in that match. The specific individually, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, they, they never just called them the jumping bomb angel. That's funny. That's yeah. funny. I bet and you I wonder if uh... like their names were just like too long. To this day, I don't know their names. Yeah, that's funny. It's I'm looking sad. at them now. Say, and it's like, yeah. oh, now the now the jumping bomb angels are back in the ring. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, that's funny. The match was it was what it was. It's nineteen eighty seven ladies wrestling, you know, not you much happening. You get the manager, Jimmy Hart, for the big spot there at one yeah. point towards the end with the jumping bomb. Angels taking him out. He sells like a champ, you know. Of course. Yeah. And um, the soul, the soul survivors, I guess we should say the jumping bomb angels were a team that survived. So mm -hmm. uh, they were the survivors. Uh, overall, 2.7 out of 10. I mean, I didn't love it. It was just, um, unfortunately, it was 20 minutes of mostly not the best work but the crowd yeah. the crowd helped and and helped the show i feel like this crowd helped the show a lot honestly real quick about the first match i never rated the first one my apologies i give the first match <clears throat> a six out of ten okay oh. only because of the star power in that match yeah because if you put those guys in any match i'm gonna be too eyes in, glued you yeah. know mm -hmm. so the match was you know pretty average we knew who was going over i mean look at the teams it was yeah, so yeah, lopsided yeah. like frank said but it was fun for me and this one i would i think it was below average i would say like you know a three out of ten yeah we're um, in line there we're in line but yeah, yeah, so like, i'm the most generous angels were cool i'm the most shit. generous because i give it a four out of ten yeah okay I, okay I thought, bro. You're, you're a man yeah. of the people frank yeah i thought uh the jumping bomb angels were like super fun yeah, and like nice. I said, a couple there was moments from the other girls that like it made me go, all right, you know, because usually when I, when I think of watching women's wrestling at that time too, usually it's very forgettable, like American yep. women wrestling, you know. Yeah. And so, so for that match to have a couple things that I thought was fun, and like by the end, I'm like cheering for a team, you know, and like I give it a little more credit, so four out of ten. Nice. Imagine they didn't have the bomb angels in that match; it would have been oh my god, yeah, it would have been a different <laughs> really? story, but yeah, that'd have been tough. But um, next, we had a tag team extravaganza. Oh, yeah. This was um, another one. They had everyone Kate, like caged animals backstage doing these interviews. <laughs> and um, I have to say, man, this is like the prime era of managers. It's just like, I don't know if there's a better time. There never will be another time. But no, hell no. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Over. Like, the, yeah. these, yeah, it's over. But um, so we had Demolition, the Heart Foundation, the Islanders, the new dream team. And then we had um, Volkov and Ivan Koloff. That's one team, the Bolsheviks. Yeah. So, they, so no, who? It's not Ivan Koloff. Did I get it's that wrong? Or Zukov. Oh, Zukov. Zukov. Yeah. And this true. is funny. Zern messed me because up because the other day, we, <laughs> me, John, and Zern were just doing like these little wrestling trivia cards. Yeah. And I asked Mike a question: Who ended Bruno San Martino's <laughs> epic whatever? Yeah. WWF title reign, and he said Boris Zukov. Zukov that's funny. <laughs> now I just called him. I'm so they are, in fact, one and the same. My bad. Yes, the Bolsheviks. They were in the ring for their anthem. So uh, they yes. were awaiting their teammates to come out. 
hard to and see this disrespectful yes. fans didn't they didn't do nothing that was yeah. disrespectful man and they're facing off against the british bulldogs the killer bees the fabulous rujos strike force and the young stallions so Pro many tag federation teams. tag team champions strike force. Strike that's force, true yeah. very over strike force very over strike force um but yo hard to see some of this action right oh well like maybe 10 too many guys in this match yeah, like, there's 20 dudes in this I, match yo i love it yeah me too these I'm with you, 10 men tag team matches i'll eat them up mm-hmm. yeah. and the juice was loose these guys oh, are gosh oh, i was gonna dynamite watching dynamite i know i was like oh my god because he looks like he's five foot nothing yeah <laughs> but he's so and he weighs wide. 400 pounds because he's all roided <laughs> up <laughs> Dude, who did he toss? Such... He tossed somebody who was huge. He was just like throwing him around. As soon as he came in the ring, he was throwing some big guy yep. around. And I was like, bro, what? You're little dude. Yeah. Dude, the, bull, the Bulldogs are so sick. The Young yeah, Stallions awesome. also very over. I was so juiced, too. I'm so like, juiced, but yeah. so over. Uh, one so or two good looking dudes. The Bolsheviks were out early. Um, they yeah. took the L. And I feel like the ones who were athletic that really stood out were like the, the young stallions the heart foundation the rujo mm-hmm. and the bulldogs like the they yeah. were doing like some athletic work in there you know yep. yeah yeah while others kind of stood on the apron and just, <laughs> yeah 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 just kind of hung out but um demolition went out by dq i guess you know protect them the best we can here right mm-hmm. they also look great too like they look huge and they look like yep. monsters you know like i was like whoa demolition looks yeah super demolition <clears throat> this is this is when they like first came this might be their first even pay-per-view appearance i don't know for a fact but mm. like they hadn't really gotten to that like top yeah. team level yet so yeah, they actually debuted January 4th of 87. So they're about like seven okay. or eight, eight months in. So they they did fight at Mania. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that would make sense. So um, wait, WrestleMania 3? That wouldn't they have been a three? Yeah, I mean, we should. Uh, I, I like mean, they, they should have been there, but I don't recall them wrestling. Yeah, I have three and four messed up. Uh, but yeah, they were definitely early on in their run for sure. And I feel like it was weird to see Strike Force eliminated mid-match. Your your tag yeah, team yeah, champions. You know, champions. This Talk- one was as unpredictable as you can get. Yeah. Oh my, my, I, oh my. I didn't see this finish coming. This felt like a um, and I guess this is what yeah. they were trying to mimic, but like a Super Bowl or a team battle where like you know, like anything could happen, and and mm-hmm. ultimately they really went the route of, um, I guess just unpredictability because yeah, yeah. like I said, Strike Force, their tag team champions, eliminated mid match and. Duke, you mentioned the referee. Uh, half shirt <laughs> tucked in, looking completely inebriated. Well, I can't take credit for that because I actually didn't notice him until you pointed oh, okay. out. Okay. Well, yeah, but this dude was out <laughs> out to lunch. He was an eyesore in this out match, bro. This dude, this dude was an eyesore. No, that wasn't this match. That was the first match. No, that the, was this match. No, the tag match is the is Hebner. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Are I think you sure? Right. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. That referee, the half untucked guy. That was the first <laughs> match. Yeah, mm. that was the first match. Got them confused, but okay. Yeah. Well, so, there's a lot going on in this match, John. Yo, Boyce, I don't was, feel bad. There was so much going on, including Haku kicking out a Davies power slam, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Yeah, 
It's like something else. Haku just decided to stop selling in this match. I get the headbutt thing, but like, <laughs> dude, the the Islanders were here to win this thing. Yeah, like, who's gonna tell them no? You know, yeah, it's exactly. Haku. Yeah, but this is and um, Nikolai Volkov. I've said this before, but he is a giant, dude. Like he mm-hmm. is a big man. Yes, he's yes. not like all jacked and stuff, but he's just a big ass dude. Like him on that apron, he's like the biggest dude out there. Yeah, man, I I feel like a lot of these guys were larger than life, as you know, as they like to uh, say back in the day, it was the land of giants. But there was a lot of guys doing work in there, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of you know a lot of wrestling on a wrestling show because this was a 37, 38 minute match, um, a long match. Felt like one of the longest matches that wasn't an Iron Man match. <laughs> I loved I every of. second of it, though. I really did. No, I, I loved it. I mean, I felt like um, this was before they figured out how to split matches up, though, right? Because you could have had two matches out of this. You could have put certain guys with certain guys and got two matches. They're just like put them all in one match, mm-hmm. in, one long, one long team battle. But it was like a, they portrayed like a real struggle to win. There wasn't like a lot of mm-hmm. spots at all. But it was yeah. like, didn't you feel like at the end, like? The, the survivors like really survived the war. Not- yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, it- I did, but I was surprised that the guys who were doing the surviving, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. but let's talk about the killer bees eliminating the heart foundation because that's yeah. unbelievable. And mm-hmm. um, talk, talk about Tito eliminating Boris Zukon with the flying jalapeno. <laughs> yeah, that was early on, but yeah, that was quick. But dude, the mask switching is a heel move, but the yep. bees. The bees did it, and it's just like, yeah. I guess back then, you know, yeah, you could still cheat as a baby face, but it got down. Uh, like I said, very unpredictable with the stallions and the bees as the survivors here. Very interesting. Um, not how I would have drew it up, but what do you especially guys with the final four, right? Because the final four would have been Heart Foundation, Islanders. And then Killer Bees and the Stallions, mm-hmm. right? Like the final four teams involved in the match, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like... They went the other way with it. <laughs> yeah, historically, we look at those four teams and we rank them. All right, so, right. So, John, book it. Who are the two final teams? For me? Yeah. Uh, for me, I would have had... I mean, we're talking about for that time. Yep. You got you to go... Probably got to go with the Hart Foundation. Mm-hmm. And the Bulldogs. Okay. How about you, Frank? That's exactly what I would book it. Yeah, not exactly. Knowing, yeah. Not knowing the fucking. <laughs> That's you know, the right time. answer. That's the right yeah. answer. But right? I thought that was cool that they yeah. swerved us, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even like re watching, and I've seen this fucking 10 times. I was like, wait a second. What? Mm-hmm. The Bulldogs are out? Like, who the hell wins this match? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, what? The Young Stallions? What? A fucking young stallion. I yeah, knew so. it was uh something I didn't agree with because I remember the first time I watched this, I was very disappointed when I was whatever years old, eight or nine years old, and I'm like, wait, they put out demolition, the heart foundation, the yep. bulldogs. Who the hell wins this thing? Yep. So it was um very interesting booking. I think they were really driving home the point that anything could happen in the World Wrestling Federation, I guess. Yes. They but, did it. Um, they nailed they nailed that aspect of it on this whole show. You know, mm-hmm. like whether or not the show is good or not right like mm-hmm. they nailed unpredictability they had a lot of star power mm-hmm. you know and like this was my favorite match too um i also like, go, god go sorry ahead. no 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 go ahead i enjoyed like how all the dudes that were out there like there's 10 guys right mm-hmm. like 
on either side. And like all the guys are like so into it. Like every time their team is like doing something, they're like, yeah, like they're all cheering for them and stuff. I thought that was awesome. Like the, the intensity, like that's why like I enjoyed it so much. It was like fun. It was like, if they're excited, I'm excited. Right. Like, and they're like cheering for their teammates and stuff. I just thought it was so cool. Every move meant something in this match. It really did. You're right about that. And I didn't want to gloss over some of these like eliminations or guys in the match, but even like Greg Valentine and Dino Bravo, who, you know, they got, they got sent out, but I felt like they um, were probably just unfortunately next to some of these guys that were just grade a athletes, you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. it's easy to forget them, but um, they were in there. I'm with you, Duke though. Like seeing these guys cheer each other on is, it's kind of fun. What'd you guys rate this match? So this is my highest rated match of the night. Mm-hmm. And I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Wow. Okay. I enjoyed it. I had fun. I think it was just seeing the Bulldogs in there doing their thing, seeing the Hart Foundation, you know, in like such early days, you know, it's just like you're automatically going to get me. I'm automatically in. Demolition is cool. Even the Rougeos who I like, I like, you know, so – I, I just had a lot of fun with it, actually. And, like, it's so unpredictable. Never would have thought those would be the last two teams standing. <laughs> and this is your first and, time uh, watching this, probably, or at least in a while. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, really watching it, though. You know what I mean? Because I've definitely gone through a bunch of those early Survivor Series, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't even, I didn't even remember. You know, how, when I was watching this, I was like, what? Because I was actually focused and paying attention. And it was like, it was so when you, when you saw, um, I guess it was Haku got dynamite out of there, pinned them, were you like, oh, this is like the Bulldogs are not winning this. <laughs> yeah, like I, I wasn't shocked that the Bulldogs weren't winning because I thought like the Hart Foundation were probably were going to win. But seeing Haku do like do the stuff and it was like it made me it put it in perspective of like oh the times you know like where these Islanders are still like a big thing you know what I mean and where mm-hmm. I don't think of them in that in that way you know historically but you know it's cool to see. Yeah. Duke, or maybe you know, match? or maybe the WWF Tag Team Champions coming out on top. <laughs> Imagine, yeah, that. like that no. was the other thing too. Like yeah. if you like, because when he when Tucci says, you know, um, the Hart Foundation and Bulldogs should be the final two, I go, well, maybe it's Strike Force, right? Yeah. Because they are the team, te- the champions, but but you're smart, and it yeah. should have been the Hart Foundation and British Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Also, like we talk about, like you know the goat teams and stuff like that but like you gotta give the working teams respect too and like the rougeos could work man especially Jacques. like he's doing like um axe eliminates him i don't know if you guys remember he like Jacques goes up on the ropes and does almost like a moonsault and he misses it was like a diving crossbody like but, yeah, yeah but it was like a, a backwards crossbody right. or something like he and like that's 1987, man. Like that's impressive, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoyed the shit out of this match. And like mm-hmm. these tag team matches, unfortunately, don't last too long in the mm-hmm. WWF. But there are a few more of them, and right. I always enjoyed these. So like, if you ask me to rate it, I would say seven out of ten because it was mm-hmm. just a lot of fun. There's dude, the Hall of Famers in this match. Yeah, yeah. Like holy mackerel! Like forget about it. Yeah. And uh, like you said, like. Greg kind of gets overshadowed. It's kind of later in his career, and he's teamed up with Dino Bravo. It's yeah. like the 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 second incarnation of the Dream Team. Dream Team, yeah. You know, so, but yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun, and uh, a lot of awesome dudes were in it. So I was in on it. 
Yeah, the athleticism in this one stood out when you were talking about Rougeau and even the Killer Bees and their, you know, sunset flips. Paul Romney, oh, dude, whipping that out. sunset flip at the end was so impressive. It's beautiful. Like cool. how far he went. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, damn, man, that was impressive. Yeah, very. New. I had it a 5.8 out of 10. So I'm I'm in and around where you guys are. I feel like it was my second favorite match, but I feel like um, honestly, like I think they do it one more time, maybe two. But with these big 10, 10 on 10 tag team matches or whatever you want to call them, there's not enough ring, man. There's not enough ring the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And that's especially when ring. they're beefy boys, too. Yeah, everyone's a beefy boy in this match, you know? Yeah, I everyone's think you're right. I think they only maybe do it one more year. Mm-hmm. And, dude, then we got a really long delay before the next match. And um, they aired a ton of DiBiase vignettes. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and hell yeah. And I'm watching this with a casual and I'm trying to explain this gimmick and how Vince McMahon gave this guy the yo, the coolest gimmick you could ever get in wrestling. And I'm sorry, man. I, I was reading recently that like they wanted Ric Flair to play the million dollar man and all this stuff. No doubt he would have killed it. He would have crushed mm-hmm. it. But the way DiBiase did this stuff, man, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. I just don't know if anybody could have ever did this shit better. Uh, absolutely classic all these vignettes and dude he's a he's a newcomer here they're they're mm-hmm. yep. they're really building stars you got honky tonk man didn't do anything like this previously this mm-hmm. is completely different for dibiase right you know right and they're building dibiase they're building honky tonk man bam bam bigelow who we'll get to like wwf was trying to position themselves for you know future stars at least you know they were really that what about that right what a concept yeah right but um yes yeah, jesse and gorilla were stalling they were talking about you know some of the previous stuff that went on and then honky tonk man who continues to shine he comes out for just another promo with craig de george just the middle of the middle of a pay-per-view sit there and do a promo um craig for the crowd it's just funny um and then we got the main event it was man it was a big talk about big beefy boys this team <laughs> Andre's team, Andre the Giant, King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, Butch Reed, Rick Rude, managed by Bobby Heenan and Slick. What else do you need? These big heels. Um, <laughs> they're taking on Hulk Hogan, Don Morocco, Ken Patera, Paul Orndorff, Bam, Bam, Bigelow. I feel like um, Oliver Humperdinck gets no love, and I'm okay with that. I gave him love once because I uh I named you him once. I know, mm-hmm. but man, is he a forgettable manager? I'm sorry. Yeah, not not my favorite. Duke, were you ever a fan of Oliver Humperdinck? No, I wasn't. Okay, and uh, he was. He also after this, he goes to WCW, mm-hmm. and he had like a little thing with the Freebirds, and I equally didn't get him. So was he? What was I just his? Felt like he never brought anything to the table you know like as a manager you're there to accentuate your guy right and like what the hell did he do for bam bam bigelow right it was such a weird pairing you know yeah his name big daddy dink in wcw there he is (laughs) so great big kahuna i liked the uh when the introductions coming down the aisle like the the whole shoot low shoot the camera low looking yep. up at these guys man makes for the effect you know i'm looking at one man gang even he looks like a ginormous monster because their camera well, is so a, low he is a big man though too and he is 
they did a backstage thing with Hogan's team though before they came out, and Hulk Hogan was talking about how hungry everyone is. Look how hungry they are, brother. <laughs> they were going into like a feeding frenzy. These animals. Yeah, it was great. Yo, Hogan was ridiculously over. Like this crowd when he came out, it was like watching. When you watch this, it really makes you appreciate it. Honestly, yeah, epic, Duke. You were in full Hulkamania mode here. Oh my god. Of course. Yeah. This well, is... now I'm for sure. Hulkster was my dude, but like now I'm transitioning to Mach at this point. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> pre-winged Eagle, Frank. I know you're a belt guy. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. Wow, is it? I didn't even notice that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not the winged Eagle. Got that uh, OG belt, I guess you say. Yeah. Before. It's uh, it was cool though. Like, it, man, Hogan with a title on, I gotta give it to him. He, I was saying this, like, I was watching, and I'm like, can you believe this dude was the biggest star? Like, he don't look like what you would think. No, would be. his physique for sure, but like, yeah, you know what I Not mean. His head, it's just this. His head. <laughs> yep. You know, you just square that out. And you're like, what? That fucking yep. guy? But like, because obviously he was humongous. He looked. He's super tan. He was a big boy. But then even like even him talking is weird. Like when you look back on it, you're like, how did this guy be the, the cool guy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the so cool guy. But he right? was yeah, like yeah. balding. Yeah, he's balding. You know? like, yeah. I think the talking goofy. I disagree with because I thought mm-hmm. him talking like all hype all the time. That definitely got me like into it. Like when mm-hmm. he's like fucking pushes Bam Bam Bigelow and stuff <laughs> during the promo. Yeah. You know, like, his chest. Freaks out. Yeah. So. We're gonna I get. I know to he had it though. I mean, yeah, he did. I mean, it's undeniable. Crazy, undeniable, man. And the crowd loved him. This was the the first like uh, unglued reaction from the crowd all night, and it was for Hulk. And we'll get to Bam Bam for sure in this match. But I, I also talk- like this cool ass bandana, real quick. How he cut it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The little fringy sort of way mm-hmm. he cut it. <laughs> um, Paul Orndorff. I wanted to mention him because this is his last big match this is the last man he left two months later he left the company so this is it this is sort of his send-off um Hmm. and it was fun and weird seeing him mix up mix it up with rick rude because like they're not guys you would think cross paths Mm -hmm. this is rude is a newcomer here as well so you got all these guys are trying to make Mm -hmm. new stars paul andor's on his way out but frank what'd you think of um first of all what'd you think of these teams like as uh they were sort of constructed i felt like andre's team seemed like they were going to kill everybody <laughs> you know it's just like you look at the that lineup and you're just like yeah they're gonna fucking destroy every if, if hogan's not on this other team it's sort of like non-competitive you know what i mean but i did mm-hmm. think hogan's team was super random and fun in a way you know because of bam bam being in the match or orndorf like teaming with hogan you know what i mean like See is interesting at that time, and then um even Ken Patera. So like, I like Ken Patera in retrospect because of different reasons, because of like rap songs. You know, like he's on <laughs> like you know, it's like in, in the Jizza Liquid Swords album, he gets name dropped, and I always like had like a soft spot for Ken Patera because of that. But like super random as team, but like I look at it, and I go, if Hogan's not just winning this whole thing, it's like Andre's team should crush all of these guys you know especially mm-hmm. when you have because they're all monsters but then you have rick rude who i love um and he looks great already his you know, yo his ring gear mm-hmm. that shit was awesome in this match yeah. dude yeah. he 
all like from the jump, Rick Rude is. That's why I love Rick Rude. I'm like, he's always cool. You know, mm-hmm. he's always cool. Um, but yeah, like I, it was, it was, you know, interesting. Um, lineup of dudes, but like yeah. just how beefy, how beefy uh, Andre's team was. It just seemed like insurmountable. Yeah, you know, like they're all the monsters of yeah. the time, kind of. Yep. You know, like of the right. huge guys at least. Which they say, you know, they make the monster factory for Hogan, right? Like mm-hmm. that's what it is. So mm-hmm. Duke Rude debuted July of '87, so oh, wow. three or four months oh, wow. earlier. Bam, bam, August of '87, two or three months mm. earlier. So wow. these are like they are really trying to make establish these newcomers. Yeah, baby faces came out blazing on fire. Like I said, crowd was super duper into it. Butch Reed went out quick by Hogan. Yeah, like drop, you're you're out. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, thanks for coming. Ken Patera mm-hmm. sporting an arm brace. Um, also, this is who Billy Graham would have been in place for. It would have been Ken Patera, but yeah. Ken Patera's in here. He uh, literally got squashed by oh, one so Patera replaced him? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Makes he sense was... when you look at that lineup, you know? It's like, yeah. 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 And, and uh, he got squashed quite literally by the gang. <laughs> he was out. Um, Rick Root, I feel like, played the Mr. Perfect, the Dolph Ziggler, Shawn Michaels, whatever you want to call it here. He's the bump machine. Yep. Bro, at one point I'm watching him because he's like getting up and feed into the next guy. And like he was taking shot after shot by these jacked up, you know, just monsters. And uh, I kind of felt for him. I'm like, bro, he's in there to just take all yeah. the punishment, you know? Yep. Yeah. He got but elimination though. He did. He eliminated Paul Orndorff with a roll up. Mm-hmm. And that was that for Paul Orndorff. And that was his last appearance, like I said, uh, on a main uh, WWF screen. But this one, I noted that it was fast paced. You wouldn't think so, like with these men in here. But this, did you notice they picked up the pace for this main event? Like it was very um, like, we'll call it just like a lot of action, nonstop action. Like I didn't notice it watching so much, but like now that you say it and like, especially when I think about the first, um, you know, Survivor Series match that we had in this card where it's like guys who you would think would have a better pace. It didn't seem much quicker than this match at all. If it may be slower than this match, you know exactly. what I mean? Like with some of those guys. So like when you say it now to think about it, it's like, yeah, you're kind of right. Um, Yeah. I mean, credit to these guys. Cause some of those dudes in the fucking match, like Bundy and Don Morocco <laughs> and all these, like those types, you're not thinking of these guys having any kind of pace in a match. So yeah, you mm-hmm. know, credit Dude. to them. Duke, it's almost as if Hulk Hogan might have told those guys in that opening match, just... relax, brother. Don't <laughs> yeah. be showing off all your shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make me look bad, brother. Did you notice, um, too, like Paul Orndorff's arm was skinny here? It was starting to go. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even notice. I didn't realize it was that early. I thought it was yeah. like more of a 90s thing. Interesting. Bums me out, do we, man. Do we know what happened? Did he hurt his neck? And that's like, what happened? Do we and know? Usually that's the case, right? It's some sort of nerve issue okay. that causes the arm to like the atrophy. Yeah, that's atrophy. what I yeah. thought. But we don't know for sure, right? We don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was. It we was... got to get uh, Zern, our resident. Yeah, uh, we need him to get on that. Savant to get us. Yeah, to give us the story on Paul Orndorff's arm. It's a bummer seeing that shit, man. It is. And it's like. Cause I still liked him after this. Like he went to WCW and I still liked him. He was like mm. TV champion and stuff and uh, pretty wonderful with Paul Roma. Like I, I always cheered for Paul Orndorff, but I did. That always sucked. Like I was like, damn, that sucks, man. 
And it's yeah, it's it's guys like we mentioned, Rude coming in, Honky Tonk Man coming in, but guys like Morocco, Orndorff, they're kind of being phased out. Um, you know, Morocco yeah. would have a little bit more time here, but it's yeah. weird how when you think like from WrestleMania three to WrestleMania four, how different the company looks, or from nineteen eighty seven to nineteen ninety, even if you want to go that. But now, bro, it's like does twenty eighteen to twenty twenty two WWE feel any different? to you you know what i'm saying like wwe in 2018 to wwe in like it's all this it's just all yeah, yeah, blends yeah. together you yeah, know what for i sure, mean for sure it's just weird like there used to be a time that i could name every wwf champion you mm-hmm. know and like mm-hmm. yep. even intercontinental champion i remember being able to do that and you could name like the main events of wrestlemania and mm-hmm. all that stuff and now like it where I do can't... you stop on that are you if you like I feel like I can get to 30 and then I'm done. You can, the main events? Yeah, I can get to 30, wow, nah, but then I'm you, done. You're better than me. Really? Where do you max out? Have, I might be 21, mm. something like that. Okay. And for WWF champions, maybe like... Oh, well, forget it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like Triple H, maybe? Like yeah, something when, like that? Yeah. Like How about... Dude, Fra- or Frank, can you name all the Rumble winners? That used to be my thing. Yeah, like, there I used you to go. be yeah, I used to really be good at the rumble specifically. Yep. It's funny that you brought that up, John, because I was gonna say, like, I don't know, I don't remember the WrestleMania <laughs> main events like that, but I did know rumbles for like a yeah. lot. I used to pride myself in being like, Oh, I know all <laughs> yep. of them. And now it's like I couldn't even fucking tell you who won the last nope. three years. Me like, neither. That's a shame, man. We like, gotta I get on that. Know. We gotta get on that. But yeah, dude, Don Morocco was yoked in this and he power slammed and eliminated your boy, Rick Rude. Mm-hmm. How do he went, dude? The veins mm-hmm. coming out of Morocco's body. Oof, his chest yeah bro it looked like he was hiding spaghetti under his skin i also think it's funny them calling him the rock like gorilla yeah. or he's like the rock the rock yep. and it's funny how like that'll become something you know yep. very specific but mm-hmm. um i did want to say because don morocco goes out next by gang why the one man gang and this same formula is still used you guys notice this like in a rumble or in a survivor series like the minute you start getting some shine and get your shit in you know you're the next one out right yeah. like we like they just love that formula yeah mm-hmm. um but then it was bam bam bigelow and hulk hogan versus andre gang and bundy and yeah. like this ring was like full of mass and uh dude this young baby face bam bam bro like frank i know you're a bam bam fan what did you yeah. make of this because this is a different presentation yeah it's interesting he was like doing like wild moves you know like yeah, yeah exactly i don't expect to see bam bam doing i was super into it though like i liked it and i liked like the the build to the finale you know using kinda, his speed yeah yeah it was cool um it was a cool way to see bam bam really because i don't think of him like that you know i just think of him as the monster guy who's the imposing dude you know over everybody else and here he wasn't you know he was just He's another an guy in this match yeah exactly so uh no i like seeing bam bam in there I did uh, actually like the next elimination, which was Huckster, mm. like how he got eliminated. I liked it. I thought that was cool. You know what I mean? That they kept they kept him out of the ring long enough. Yeah, like just and he was beating everybody up, of course. You know, but uh, <laughs> but uh, I liked Clever, how it, like, right wasted enough time. You know, and that's how they got him out of the match. Like he didn't get beat, but yeah, and Andre gets to get some back on him. You know, mm-hmm. after right, yeah. putting him over. Dude, yeah. did you ever hear the stories about how Andre didn't like Bam Bam? 
No. Never read that. No. So I, I had heard that way before. Of course, I researched it more after this event because uh, I wanted to see what was going on here with Bam Bam. Because believe it or not, in eighty in June of 88, only six or seven months later, Bam Bam quit. Like he's gone. He's mm. out. People think mm. Bam Bam debuts, has a big shine here, and then he continues up till WrestleMania 10 versus Lawrence Taylor. That's not how it went down. Like he actually left. Because Andre apparently went super rough on him at a Madison Square Garden show. He walked to the oh, back, wow. packed his bags, and oh, said he was injured. He was banged up. And uh, he was just like, I'm done with it. But Andre was supposedly hard on him because he was like one of those too soon, too much, too mm. soon, ungrateful rookies, according mm. to Andre, which we talk about now. We're like Austin Theory. Or, you know, we mentioned these guys like too much, too soon. It's just in retrospect we only see bam bam we know here in this main event yeah, yeah, but bro yeah. he's a two three months there and he's main yeah. eventing against bam bam and honestly at times kind of messing some shit up it looked like or at least not doing what andre wanted you know and it's like um it's just weird like seeing this bam bam baby face next to hogan and it's just a it was interesting to watch this honestly because bam bam had an awesome career and a weird one like a great yeah. one, I think. He rubbed elbows with all kinds of, you know, yeah, eras. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, the too much too soon. I feel like the crowd booed loud as shit when Hogan got counted out, though. When you mentioned that, like they were, <laughs> yeah. I saw some yeah. people leaving. I actually watched. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's wow. Hogan at that time. Yeah. I'd I could imagine, you know, like I'm I'm sure if I was in attendance, I would not be stoked. As if somebody watching, you know, years later after the fact. I thought it was interesting to get Hogan out of there, you know, but like the crowd is expecting Hogan just to win this shit. Yep. I was expecting Hogan like to win this shit, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? So, yeah. You know, so, it, and also like not even, not only does he not win it, he like, he's not even the last guy on the team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's still a few members of the other team left, you know, just like the timing of it. It was mm -hmm. just, and like how he wouldn't leave and they had to tell like, you know, they had to make the announcement. If he doesn't leave, your whole team loses. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It was just... Yeah, you know, I thought it I thought it worked in a weird way. It's almost like when people say Hogan was this, Hogan was that. Clearly he did put himself or got over and beat some big names. But like he wasn't this like full on selfish dude everyone says because here look, I think they're trying to make an effort to make Bam Bam, would we yeah. agree? Like we're trying yeah. to like all right, like he'll go out. Obviously it was a count out, he didn't get pinned, but it's it's sort of like a selfless thing to give Bam Bam the shine here, right? I think it was more about Andre getting mm -hmm. his, you know, payback for mm -hmm. doing the favor for the Hulkster. Um, but yeah, I mean, that could have been anybody, right? And they chose to mm -hmm. put Bam Bam in that position. I always thought it was weird to have Bam Bam as a baby face here, though, because yeah. like you mentioned Oliver Humperdinck, like he looks like a heel ass manager. Yeah. Like if if he's walking out with Bam Bam and it's not with those guys, like I'm like, oh, this guy's a bad guy, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, so sure. um, I thought that was weird, but I I agree with Frank. Like I thought it was cool that you know once again the unpredictability of this show. You know, mm -hmm. we all thought Hulk was going to win. It's like, oh shit, he's not because yeah. he's eliminated now. Not happening. Yeah, because it was Bam Bam versus the three giants alone. Yep. He rolled around. Frank, you mentioned he was doing all <laughs> kinds of. Um, little tumble salts to you know <laughs> little so he was he was avoiding but he got two eliminations man he got he, yeah. he eliminated the he almost there pal Bundy almost did it um but he only to be uh basically overpowered by by the greatest big man of all the times andre put him down andre's your sole survivor 
Um, of course, Hogan has to return. That's beside the point. But yo, Hogan doing some heelish tactics, even when he was a baby face. Like, oh yeah. Hitting him with the belt. Like, what did Andre do, bro? He just yeah, yeah, won yeah. the match. Scraping, scraping backs. He always back rakes people. Yeah, but like what did what did Andre? The do? tumble salts cracked me up, dude. <laughs> 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 when he was trying to avoid Andre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that shit was funny. And I don't um, know, like, I thought that Bammer like made Andre look good. I thought yeah. like yeah, it's weird hearing that Andre hated on him because, like, when I see it, like, maybe he wasn't perfect. Maybe he was a little overzealous even in the match. Yeah. But, like, I just think Andre, you know, Andre's so Could old have been a little probably. jealous, yeah. too, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe at the what time. What do you guys think of the big move, the big ending? Um, I mean, dude, Andre, you know, he does what he can, man. He I hit him with the, uh, what's it called? What's Moxley's finisher called? I mean, it's the um, the dirty deeds. No, Coach. what is it called? It's not called that anymore. Oh, the uh, paradigm oh, shift. I'm yeah, sorry. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I kept thinking Judas effect for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he hit him paradigm with the big shift. paradigm shift. Yeah, the basically. Big, uh, it's like a double th- underhook variation. Slam, <laughs> smash, DDT. Got yeah. him out of there. It was yeah. like a double underhook gut wrench type maneuver. How but about, he did the thing. I know. How about though, like, gang when he went to the top and missed that splash it's just like <laughs> dude i would not want that dude coming down on me even no no I fuck that no fuck that. <laughs> i will fuck say it. i was kind of hating on the idea earlier in the show like about uh like how they do it all the time now it's like hey we're three down three men against one and then the, the guy has to come back but it was cool seeing bam bam get that because yeah, I would never have guessed that he'd be right. dude to do yep. that. You know? Did you so think like, Bam Bam was gonna win, or did you know all right Andre's gonna win now? Like no, I definitely knew Bam Bam was not winning, okay. but uh especially when Hogan was gone, that's when it started clicking for me. It's like, oh okay, yeah, yeah Andre. Yeah. Get you know his win I mean? back. But, like, yeah. yeah, but like to, to see Bam Bam actually like get that moment because like uh, the rest of the show, like mo- all these Survivor series matches, they had more than one winner. I mean, I guess the jumping bomb angels is the only they were like a team, mm-hmm. but like multiple people. You know, there was always like multiple people left standing. And then like so when it was down to three and one, I was wondering, I was like, is Bam Bam just gonna get murdered by these guys? Like, was I, like <laughs> do I not remember? And like, so to see him get that comeback, you know, to then be killed by Andre was it was cool. It was cool to me. Yeah, it was cool. This is my and- second rated highest rated match too of the four on this okay. card. So okay. Yeah, only it's four my- matches. Mm-hmm. Only four matches. It is my number one rated match. Um, for the sheer unpredictability and the star power, you know, all mm-hmm. that good stuff, yeah. the crowd. But uh Hogan must pose. He came back, he did all of his he did all of his Gotta shit. Send those folks home happy. Send them home happy. Jesse had a great line. Only in Cleveland will you have the fans cheering a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. And uh yeah, we got it. You can't say it was it was predictable because it was not. It was action packed. I thought that main event. I had it at a six point two rating on a main event for that main event match. What you have that match rated? I I gave it a six out of ten. Okay, we're right on. That's point. exactly what I would put it look at. Look at that. Um, so between everything, the matches that even I include the DiBiase vignettes in here, the commentary, the nostalgia, all that good stuff, the sets, you name it. I got the show as a 5.3 out of 10, a little better than average, four matches. I mean, as we go on, I don't know if we'll uncover a perfect event, you know, a yeah. perfect rated event. But A um, perfect event is uh, <laughs> Sean is Stasiak and Chuck um, Palumbo. Chuck Palumbo, so. True. A perfect pay-per-view. 
Uh, I don't know if we'll cover that, but it's, so it's, well, you they, know. they don't exist anymore. So, <laughs> but I'm saying as we review some of these premium wonder, live events, John. Sure. But I wonder if we'll uncover something. It's like a 9.5. Anyway, I had this, uh, right, right around the average, you know, average mark. what you guys have it rated? I give it overall the show a 5.75 out mm, of 10. Higher than which, me. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, exactly. I was like, I must've just been super generous this week or these, for these last couple of events, because like I, I found myself like having fun, but I, I'm trying to like not be that hater ass bitch like uh, <laughs> reviewer, you know. So it's like I, I, I take it for what it is, right? Yeah, keep it real, man. If I'm watching some like New Japan or you know Wrestle Kingdom, I'd be looking at things differently than I'm looking mm-hmm. at this this card, you know. So like I was trying to have fun with it, and there were so many guys, you know, seeing Ma, seeing the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation, and even Rick Rude and Bam Bam, you know, like there's enough guys that like keep the interest going strong through the matches, you know. And um, do you and think it was super a, unpredictable. A, do you think a modern fan could watch this show and get no. anything out of it? <laughs> no. Or would no, they no, just no. say like one out of ten? I'm done. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like they I wouldn't think they get anything. Would right? think it's nonsense. Yeah, like I think they would think it's nonsense. And uh, and I get why because it's such a it's all over the fucking place if you look <laughs> at this show. But you know if you're if you're like if you really care about pro wrestling, you know what I mean. Like you find value and exactly. like a lot a lot exactly. of the, the guys at least that are participating in the match. There's plenty of duds in there too. Like you know participants, but thinking of Paul Romas and stuff like that. But <laughs> you know like. There's plenty of cool legends that are undeniable. Ricky Steamboat and Jake and Mach and Rude and all these undeniable guys that it's like, listen, even if you don't like the typical WWF guys like Hogan's or even Andre, you know, or whatever, there's plenty of the other dudes involved that it's like, it's fun. True, true. And Very there's 10 point. tag teams that you can choose from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Duke, what you have this thing rated? If Overall. you think you're generous, Frank, I'm going to hit you with this. I'll give this thing a 7 out of 10. Damn. You give me 80s wrestling, I'm going to eat it up. Yeah. It's just the old school fan in me. I love seeing, you know, the old guys that I love. You, We talked about our, you know, our top 10 favorites. Probably half of them are on this show for me. So, mm-hmm. like, right. the nostalgia factor, you know, I'm an 80s kid, definitely factors in. A quick story real quick. So, at my shop, I'll play random wrestling events. And, uh, one of my customers, Mark, he's he's in his 60s and I had it, probably this Survivor Series on or, you know, something older. And he like came over and he's like, oh, what's that? And like he ends up sitting down watching the whole thing. Wow. He's like popping for like all the spots. He's like, oh, man, he cheated. Like he's getting all into yeah, it yeah, and yeah. stuff. And like. So maybe that makes it better for me, too. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm an old school dude, so maybe 6.5 out of 10, okay. I would say. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah it's definitely worse. room for improvement, but I enjoyed the shit out of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Me too. And it's not the first time I saw it. I think if it was, I'd probably be even higher on it because of the, you know, seeing all these names. But um, after this, you know, just like really quick, I want to mention this is when DiBiase started, you know, getting involved, buying the title. And also like the whole, it was shifting, man. Like everything was shifting into a new era and uh like i said yeah, i mean guys... now we're we're basically we're four months away from macho man as the wwf champion exactly you know so exactly and uh there were some guys on their way out like i mentioned you know with the orndorfs and stuff like that but 
Yeah, I'm glad we did it. It's Survivor Series season. If even even if this current day one is for shit, uh, <laughs> this this one was fun to review. And, and if uh, you haven't watched any of the old school Survivor Series like team events, go check them out. They're fun. They mm-hmm. might not be like the best matches ever, but you at least see some like interesting teams. You know, mm-hmm. guys that you never knew teamed up. You know, um, some really cool teams like the ultimate warrior and the Legion of doom together mm-hmm. on the same mm-hmm. team. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in, you know, the history of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. I think you can enjoy it. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And I wanted to mention real quick, I forgot to mention this, but it was cool. Um, at one point, gorilla and Jesse having a banter about referee, Joey Morella. Did you catch that Duke? Like they were, um, yeah. Which is gorilla monsoon's son. Yes. Oh. Which is funny. Yeah, and it was just funny hearing rest that. Rest in peace, but Joey. Rest in peace, Joey. Died on the Jersey Turnpike, not yep. too far oh. from us. But um, not to finish on a downer, but we love Gorilla. <laughs> we love Jesse. Um, I love this event. I mean, it's fun doing it. We're going to do another one soon, but next week we're going to talk about Survivor Series 2022. We'll see how that <laughs> ranks up in comparison to this. We'll see where our ratings fa- fall for that one. Um, for my guys... For the young stallions, <laughs> I almost called you. I don't know what I was going to call you, but you're the young stallions. Jim Powers, us. Paul Roma. Not so young anymore. The stallions, we'll call middle you middle age, middle age stallion. The um, yeah, I mean we're we're all hardly races age here. That's almost basically, <laughs> which is pretty crazy when you think about it. <laughs> but we're gonna get out of here until next time. This has been No Sold. I guess I'm Miss Elizabeth, but beautiful. Beautiful. Peace out. Wrestling.